one recording. Recording as well. And I'm going to say three, two, one, clap. And I'm going to say one, two, three, clap. Look at that. Nice. That is the exact opposite of you, my friend. That is, uh, we're, like, uh, we're like spooky action at a distance. That's quantum entanglement. I'm I the learned exact opposite so of much. When you were saying something that I can tell in your heart is just a throwaway comment. Yeah. <laughs> you it's so potent. It's I'm so a potent it's man. so full. <laughs> You're darn tootin'. There it is. I have to drop it. How have you been, Brett, man? I've been great. Yeah, Brett Brett Hoy has called me out for saying you're darn tootin' a lot. Uh, now I'm aware that I say darn tootin' all the time. I just thought it was a catchphrase. I, I think I, it is now. I thought it's you an knew unintentional... you leaned on that. No, it's just it's the first thing that comes to my mind. If I don't know what to say in a moment, darn tootin'. That's that's a dead giveaway that, one, I probably wasn't paying attention. Two, I, I just don't know how to take things further. It's my give. I'm trying it's to think. Give. I'm trying to. You could probably tell me what mine is more than I could speculate on my own. Oh, unfortunately not. I don't think you you have any gives. You're perfect. To me, you're perfect. You know, it's like that scene in Love, Love Actually. Actually. Yeah, I'm there with yeah. you. <laughs> but I'm just doing it through uh, yes. through audio versus through visual. Yes, switching is being up the my form. answer. <laughs> can i see the that, i mean that was a creepy one to be honest she's like can i see the wedding video and it's all just like these like these super close-ups of her and i thought it would be funny if there was like a microscopic version like she's sleeping and we're actually seeing bacteria on her skin like he's just getting really <laughs> deep into those close-ups is this a 400 millimeter mouth? macro <laughs> yeah Oh my goodness! There's just microbes everywhere. You know, as as someone who we are both videographers, yes, and I've shot more weddings, I think, lately. Oh, yeah. Not not obviously oh, very recently. Lately? No, not not, oh, not okay. Not since March, uh, yeah, or February maybe. But um, but I just wonder like a lot of these like the trend now is the same day edit where like you film everything and then at the reception you show a video of the day Um, yeah and it it takes a masterful editor to be able to pull that together um from other people's footage um it's it's impressive yeah i would like that love actually moment to happen where like the only footage that like I typically end up with the the groom uh, and and them getting ready. But if the only footage that whoever was with the bride gathered <laughs> was just these real sensual close ups and like clearly just in love with the person, is he supposed to be in there while she's getting dressed? What is going on? Yeah, all the footage is this creepy. Like, you find out it's not even the wedding videographer that handed you the footage. It's just some stalker. It's like an ex-boyfriend. Yeah, and the editor's like, wait, did you already add music to this? How, how did you add like music in camera? A little tape recorder, or he's just singing into the camera. He's got a, got a Zune hooked up. It's, it's the song that he wrote for her, which made her break up with him, that he's just singing as he's creepily filming her. 
uh, I wrote the song uh, that Jesse walked down the aisle to. Oh, did you really? I did. We weren't That's friends fantastic. yet. <laughs> oh wait at that moment you and i i'm saying you weren't oh, there i thought you were saying she was walking down the aisle i wrote her a song we weren't friends yet yeah I was no like, were you, I was, was this an arranged marriage i was at her first <laughs> wedding and during the speak now or forever hold your peace bit that's when i lit up and i'm like wait wait till you hear this, this. And a one moment. and a two and a one two three four <laughs> I would run away with you. Are you kidding me? This man has charisma. Oh, shucks. <laughs> Had a nice vest on and everything, too. I, I believe w- it. I would have run away with me. Yeah. You can, too. That's a possibility. In a world of a, a parallel universe, you can run away with yourself. Yeah. 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 There it is. There's the tell. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. I got it. Is that I got you? Is that my tell that I was clearly <laughs> reading something and I yeah, wasn't fully I think paying so. attention? That you weren't paying or... attention. Okay, I, mine is. Yeah, it was either that or it was a. a let's change the subject. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I wanted to be clear. It was the. It was me reading, not paying attention, because it would be rude. To be like, I would feel bad if you thought I was dismissing you of like, I listened to everything you said and I hated it. So we're going to move on because that happens. And I tell you when that happens. And I like that. Usually you just straight up segue when you're like, I'm done with this man talking about these stupid things. I'm segueing. I think it's less talking about stupid things. It's more like when things start to get a little blue for my tastes. That's when Uh, there's just a hard pivot and I I leave you in the dust. I like that. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. Um, I, uh, I'm not on social media anymore. We talked about this, uh, last Guilty episode. Guilty as charged. Um, however, I decided to look around a little bit and Reddit is a website that some people have heard of. Um, yes. And it turns out I was active on Reddit like seven years ago or something like that. Um, but I just dusted it off today Mm. And I'm I'm not I'm not looking. I, I preface this with a social media thing, but I'm not looking to find a replacement. Um, however, right. I was like, man, there's. Uh, I was looking at the Jake and Amir Reddit. Is what I was doing. Oh, and you, it's do- you all- should be the one in charge of that. I don't think anyone knows Jake and Amir more than you. You would be surprised. Don't, don't it, you lie to me. No, no, no. It's so. I, I, I was telling this to Jesse. Um, I, it's, uh, Back when I had looked at something uh, that Amir had posted on Instagram, and in the comments were just all these inside jokes from Jake and Amir videos that like people were referencing, and they were just communicating within these quotes. And I was like, yeah. "Oh my god, I love these people! Like yeah, these are I my truest my friends." <laughs> in the comments of a post that Amir made, uh, and so the Jake and Amir Reddit is exactly that. I'm like, I every reference that I I put out there. 10 people get uh like it it is just it's it's fantastic however there's a reddit for everything ah uh, a subreddit for everything and so i found the hardy boys reddit uh or or subreddit i believe is the lingo um and i'm i'm somewhat disappointed it is not super active i think obviously um yeah but there are 142 members Woo! Which is Where are they low. At? 
Yeah, but they should be listening to the show. 142 members. That's going to take us up to 143 listens. Uh, I hadn't even thought about using this to market ourselves. That's good. Yes, that's all I'm thinking about. That's good. We should take charge. Can you take charge of Reddit's? I don't know what Reddit is or how to use it. Four of these th- people are online. Okay, this is going to... I'm going to have to... You need to hit them up. Yeah. I'm going to have to send them a, this. a Reddit alert or whatever you do. Uh, but some of the posts in here uh, really, oh, no. really polarizing <laughs> discussions. We've got <laughs> Callie versus Iola. Who do oh, you admire I- more? Who do you identify with more? Who annoyed you more? Um, Kylie Shaw, all the way. Everyone loves Kylie Shaw. Prettiest girl in town. She's she's vivacious, is what she is. She's, yeah, she's very if vivacious. If I had to pick a word, it'd be vivacious. Um, but there's she's also, always got cake, too. You know I'm a dessert man. Yeah. Of that cake. Even though she she just falls into it in the first book. Doesn't her, just that she face plant to the cake or something? Yeah, but or some people she are just into drops that. it. She drops it and uh, Red Jackley runs over it. That's it. <laughs> Obviously. Um, oh, no. Which chum is was your favorite? And I want to put that question to you right now. Which chum, if you had to pick right now, you could only pick one. Which chum is your favorite? Uh, can it be from, is it, are we saying the old books or Any the, chum. the rewrites? Any, Any chum, chum in general? Mm, mm. Dude, I am, I've, I've got such a soft spot for, for Chet, uh, but... But I, I'm pretty up there with Predo too. But I'm going Chet. I'm a Chetsman. Yeah, I'm definitely a Chetsman. I think Chet's the right choice. Yeah. I think Tony Predo is the honorable mention. I, I, I have the <laughs> yeah. same answer as you. <laughs> yes, I like this. This is like when we do a live show and we do Hardy Boy trivia. But this is actually just for us and not for the audience. I enjoy this. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna read one last post from this, then we'll get into the book. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Trivia. And and we I, I can tell you right now we are not equipped to answer this question. Okay. Trivia: Which dessert did Aunt Gertrude make most often in the original fifty-eight books? Woo! And then there are seven answers: chocolate cake of some sort, fudge counts. Yeah. Chocolate yep. pie, strawberry shortcake, apple pie, coconut custard pie, rhubarb or strawberry rhubarb pie, or lemon pie. Ooh. And the author of this post writes: By my count. Those are all of the desserts named. Though some books had more than one dessert named, I counted them separately. And in 34 of the books, there are no specific desserts named. So which of the above was most commonly cited, uh, the most commonly cited Aunt Gertrude dessert? The correct answer has 10 occurrences. Second place had five. Third place had four. I love, I love that this exists. We need this guy on the show. Yeah. There needs to be an episode of this man's knowledge. Or 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 woman's. Or, you know, whatever. Whoever it is, they need to be on the show. Man, this is this is fantastic. In the comments, somebody's like, I'm going with cherry pie, and he responds, Good no. response, but not one of the top three. Cherry pie is explicitly mentioned only twice. Yeah, uh, I in Secret of Skull Mountain and the Witchmaster's Key. So this dude has some <laughs> sort of spreadsheet that he's <laughs> put together. <yeah. laughs> he's just like us. 
Yes, he just he notices the amount of food that's talked about. He's like, you know what? I am going to, yes, put this spreadsheet together. I like to think, though, it's uh, he kind of lives in this isolated room with no lights. And what he does is he scratches his fingernails into the concrete walls anytime X amount of food is uh, mentioned. Because this person is clearly crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As are we. Oh, man. There's there's so much good stuff here. Yeah, you you have to send me this thing, this this Reddit, because I want to read it. I want to read it the Reddit. Uh, and I do think we we need to have uh, as soon as we finish this, we should prop not the podcast, but as soon as we finish this comparison, mm-hmm. let's reach out to this person, see if they can be our our special last shebang episode. Of this book or of, of book no, fifty-eight? Of this of this book of this book. Gotcha. Book I, three. I don't, we don't the know how long this person will be around, or we don't know how long we'll be around. I or the uh, world. Lastly, before we get into it, I looked up what a mill race is. Yes, yes. Uh, because we we I had done my best to imagine this last time, and I did right. a bad job. Um as to what a mill race is. And so I, I Wikipedia mill race and saw some pictures and I get it. I get what it is now. I don't know if you've done that, but I have not, but I figured you would tell me what it is. It's like a race <laughs> for a mill. It's like when a bunch of mills line up okay. and then try no, to do a hundred yard dash. The right thing. I imagined it was a sack race sort of situation. It's a three-legged mill mills race, tied, and they tied. Okay. Yeah, you get it. Yeah, you get it. Okay, that, dude, I knew it. Listen, I, I'm I'm a sharp cookie, dude. I'm smarter than I look. That's what that's what everyone always tells me. You're smarter than you look. As I'm drooling, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did one one thing. I started noticing about myself recently is when I'm thinking, my tongue just sticks out. And like this, and I, I started to become aware of it. I was like, "What am I doing? Why is my tongue out?" I did so not. I, I've never noticed that about you. I will keep I, an if, eye out. If I'm doing critical thinking, it kind of goes on. Just like uh, Carl Strummer, how he chews on straws. I, I imagine my tongue. I have a forked tongue, so it's, it goes out on both sides. Oh, that's neat. <laughs> that's a reference to something that no one understands yet. The Carl Stummer reference? The Carl Stummer reference, yes, sir. Uh, I believe it's Stummer. There's no R. Is it Stummer? Carl Stummer. Let me say. Let me go. Let me go to the chapter. Oh, you're right. It is Stummer. Dang it. Um, My first attempt at saying his name. And I, I wrote this fan fiction movie. It's like this buddy comedy uh, called Dumb and Stummer. <laughs> Terrible. Thank you. <laughs> Terrible. Someone get Charles Barker down here to yell at you. Terrible, Sean. Uh, so oh. when we last left them, the boys had hiked to uh, Carl Stummer's farm to get some cherries. Uh, and yeah, mom on, wanted them. Yeah, and on the way, hijinks. These boys <laughs> wrestling and, and physically abusing one another. Um, yeah, Risking buddy. injury, potential yeah. animal abuse. Playing with, of a with bull. bulls. Yeah. yeah. Big bulls. So they've arrived at Stummer's farm. Yes. 
And and what do you think Stummer looks like? I imagine that the author only imagines. I mean, we know there's only two type of two types of people. Yeah. There's there's stout, and there's <laughs> trim. That's it. Yes. Yeah. And so, I think as you age, those just get combined. We're like, I haven't heard of an old fat guy in these books. Yeah. But just a shapeless man <laughs> in his in his fifties or sixties. And I have to imagine also in the twenties that like forty five was considered elderly. Oh yeah. Like you, you were got up three there. good years left at that point. Yeah. Yeah. You just yeah, you just want to spend time with your 20. great grandkids. Yeah. <laughs> so just relax. This is this is our, our first sentence. Carl Stummer. A lanky, shambling old farmer with drooping shoulders, a drooping mustache, and a drooping pipe was just coming in from the fields when the boys came through the barnyard gate. So Carl, Carl uh, Stummer is essentially just a living Salvador Dali painting. <laughs> How much of this man is drooping? He My is, God! He is structurally <laughs> unsound. <laughs> yeah! What is this? His pipe, his mustache, everything is drooping. This man is melting. He's I'm a I'm going to get this man some milk. <laughs> oh, I don't think milk will help the melting. It could build strong bones. Oh, Well, it's maybe it's not the bones that he's having issues with. It's his, his skin. Yeah. He needs some, some <laughs> he, he L'Oreal. Needs to, he needs to do some microneedling or something. He needs some. Get some collagen in there. Some oil of Olay. Yeah. Rejuvenating face cream. <laughs> I just watched all of the new episodes of Queer Eye. I've learned a little bit about skincare maintenance from Jonathan I've, Van Ness. I've never seen the show, but when it came back to Netflix, all I got from my friends was photos of the main guy saying, this looks exactly like you. Because when I had long hair in high school, I think it's the main guy. Uh, but it's a, like an exact five-way tie. There is no main guy. Oh, there isn't? I no. see. I'm, but I'm if ignorant. You I don't know what it's about. And your facial hair. Yeah. I would assume they're talking about Jonathan Van Ness. I'm pretty sure that's who it is. And I can I, I would, see it. Yeah. I can if, see if it. If I sent you a high school photo, you'd see it more. Uh, do that sometime. Uh, oh, I will. And, and I will say that I highly, highly recommend the show. I will have to check it out, uh, but I, I rarely just watch a, TV. I'm a movie man. It's just a feel-good escape into confidence, and uh, it's just watch an episode. If you're if you're if you're not going to commit to it, let me curate an episode for you. I'll send you an episode. I like that. You send me the best episode. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I can do that. Um, but what I wanted to say, it, this book. I think is way better written this original than the rewrite Night and day, uh, in, baby. in a lot of ways. I think some of the characters and plot points are a little weak, but the style and the pace of this book is so much better. You mean so like there's an actual author? Better. Yeah. And not just uh, a machine? Yeah. <laughs> not just artificial intelligence not just the Hardy in the Boys, 50s? <laughs> the Hardy Tron 3000. Yeah. <laughs> there's more to it than that. But we get these descriptions and like the, so that was Carl Strummer. 
Stummer. Yeah. <laughs> now you got it. Now you it. got it. Dude, it just sounds better. <laughs> I'm telling you. It's missing an R. So Carl Stummer, Dumb and Stummer, got it. Uh, <laughs> We got his physical description. Could it be Sun and Stummer? Ooh. Ooh. Right? Yeah, I think we're onto something here. Um, I'm just going to say this, put it out there, and we'll come back to it uh, when the time is right. But I thought a great name for a band would be The Unconscious Lester. Ooh. <laughs> yes. I love that. I love that so much. Which, so if what there was some way to do Lester and That is not the Stummer. name that I was thinking was going to be thrown out there. That that took me, that took me for loop. I I I, I shouted. I stood up. I said, "What?" <laughs> that was like a saw ending. That one. That one took me. Different time, surprise. man. Different time. Yeah. That, those original saw endings. Uh, so we we get this long paragraph, twice as long as. Carl Stummer's physical description, talking yeah. about how he either l- let me summarize this paragraph for you. Yeah. He's either chewing on a straw <laughs> or has a pipe. Sometimes both. That's the, yes. That's all the information. But they drag it out to. May I? <laughs> you may. I love this. How he managed to chew a straw and smoke a pipe perpetually at the same time was always a fascinating mystery. That right there could be enough. Yeah. But instead we go on. But he could do it. And he always seemed <laughs> to derive a great deal of satisfaction from the feet, stopping only to change the straw or fill the pipe at intervals. We could also okay. stop there. Yeah. But no. <laughs> some people had been known to have seen him without the straw, and some had seen him without the pipe, but no one had ever seen him without one or the other. Which, let's go back to the first sentence. How he managed to chew a straw and smoke a pipe at the same time is always fascinating. We, we kind of already got that. We just reiterated it, right? Yes, several, multiple several, and several multiple times. times. Yeah. yeah. But again, I think just like the whole last chapter being about pranks and nothing about the plot, I yeah. think this indicates that times were different. Yeah. Not only, not only did we have time in our lives for stories, but we had so much time... <laughs> We could read books that went into those moments <laughs> and explored them and just let them breathe. I that like means that. a lot to me. That's, that's world and character building, which I do have to say, I really like that sort of attribute towards this character of he either has a pipe or a straw, but the best thing is both. I love the fact that he's smoking on this side while chewing on the other. What an image. I think the only the only thing better would be if Mr. Hardy, as a detective, just did two pipes. Like, well, yeah. Because I mean, one pipe is sort of the Sherlock Holmes look. Yeah. And the only way to be better than Sherlock Holmes is to double it's fist two pipes. pipes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. He also has... Uh, uh, what are they, monocles? He also has two, <laughs> two monocles, monocles, and everyone's like, dude, aren't those just glasses? No. No. <laughs> they are. They do not connect, sir. <laughs> wow, that would be awful. Like, your face would be so sore at the end of the day from just squinting so hard. This is why in. his face <laughs> is drooping, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> 50 years of squinting on two monocles <laughs> takes a toll on a man's skin. Yeah. 
At 23, he looked like a raisin. What is going on here? <laughs> oh, what a poor gentleman. Yeah, poor guy. Okay, so the, the boys, they visit Mr. Stummer, and they're essentially, what, just talking about the, the cherry crop, asking how it is. And Stummer's hysterical because he never gives, like, uh, an opinion that shows something positive. He's never encouraging. So if they're like, how's the cherry uh, crop going? He would say, fair to Midland, which meant it was awesome. It was through the roof. These cherries were the bomb. Yeah, you've got to put it through a conversion factor. <laughs> the stummer the factor. Old dr- the stummer factor. I like that. The stummer number. The, st- <laughs> the stummer number. <laughs> yes, you've got it. The stummer number. Number. Now I, I'm saying number. No, Duh, I, I, I went for number. I think it has to. You have to go oh, you for did that. Say rhyme. number. Yeah. I thought you said number. I like summer number. Stummer number. But do it with baby talk. Stumma numba. I'm not going to do that. You're not going to do the baby talk? No. And this is an example of me it. not being distracted by reading, but fully listening, paying attention, and making <laughs> yeah. a decision based on that information. Oh, fair enough. Uh, so mother, you know, they let her know that mother wants to have some cherries this year. And uh, Stummer is just like, well, yeah, she can have some. Clearly, he has a thing for Mrs. Hardy, as everyone does. Yeah, and they uh, cut they cut this hot, hot romance out of the rewrite. Yeah, this, this did is, not make you through the which Hardy is Tron. A shame. No, yeah, the Hardy Tron. <laughs> Hardy Tron three thousand chopped oh, out this goodness. illicit cherry romance. You're darn tootin'. Um, they uh, again. More in this book, they really write in someone's accent. Yes. Um, And I like that. I do too. But what I wonder is, if everyone talked like this back then, wouldn't you still just spell it the right way? Because, like, that's just how you hear it. Oh, man. Like, it'd be like me writing a story about a jalapeno and spelling it with an H. Jalapeno. Well, no, it would be me saying, like, oh, and he said H-A-L-L, jalapeno. Oh, jalapeno. And somebody could be like, well, why didn't you just spell with a J? Because that's how we all agreed we say it anyway. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That you just you just put me into some deep thought here. I didn't mean to do that. I'm really sorry. The thing, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. Because you're not wrong. Huh. I'm going to have to... Uh, to think about my entire life for a minute. Sorry about that. While you do that, I'm going to <laughs> wax philosophical. Um, I think Stummer's outlook, his pessimism, if I were to put a mm. word on it, um, you have to remember that he's an old man, probably in his mid-30s, just ancient. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he's lived through, like he was born in the 1800s, Life is hard. And yeah. so, like, just the, the context back then, you don't know what good is. Like, like for him to right. say fair to Midland, it's just like, well, nine of my kids didn't die this year, so I guess yeah. things are okay. Yeah. Like, that's the frame of reference. So, I if the Hardys are making a big deal out of like, oh, why is he always in such a bad mood? It's like, you guys were given motorcycles. Yeah. 
Scott's got a gymnasium at home. Has dug with his hands yeah. to plant these cherries that your your rich mom is gonna can. Yeah. <laughs> for Gertrude to make some dessert out of. Give the give the oh, guy a break, is my point. Give him a break. Yeah. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Which I like him. I like his old bitterness. I'm a fan of that. He, and it's uh, earned. I it think is th- earned. I think there's people who are who are buttheads. But, yeah, I can agree with that. But I think he he's a genuinely nice guy who's well, just been beaten down by life. <laughs> he is... Okay, I don't know if he's a nice guy. This man could clearly be evil because of his powers of manipulation. But this is the reason I love him, which we, we get into in a bit. It's probably my favorite thing in well, Let's this do it. I, I, don't th- I don't think there's much we need to dwell no, on the, about this cherry is, transaction. Yes, um, they're going to get cherries. He talks about how Mrs. Hardy's his best customer. And then he asks what the boys are up to. He just says, out for a hike? Yes, we thought it would be a good day for it. Yeah, pretty day for hiking, agreed, Mr. Stummer. He says, uh, pretty fair day for hiking. Once again, bringing those expectations down, bringing the language down to a sad, sad place. Yeah, it's it's an all right day. It's okay. It's a little hot. Uh, So he's glancing to the sky. Uh, uh, Yeah, pretty fair day for hiking, agreed, Mr. Stummer, glancing at the sky to make sure. Where are you thinking of going? Oh, we don't know. Just around the country. Yeah? And this is it. Here he comes. Not going down by the old mill, are you? Turner's old mill? Asked Joe. Down by the deserted road? That's the place. Down by the river. Well, we hadn't thought particularly about going down there. Why do you ask? (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. No, this is you. The straw waggled more violently than ever. Mr. Stummer took a long drag at the pipe, which was in imminent danger of going out. I like that the straw is just just going insane. I I know that, that you saw it as the shot in the movie of just the insert shot, the close up on this straw. Waving around, right in the. I mean, we're pushing in the yeah. violins, start like that suspenseful. Yeah, so much emphasis on this darn straw, and it just slowly starts splintering. Just, <laughs> oh, I don't know, he said with a reflective sigh. Just thought I'd say something about it. I wouldn't go down there if I was you. Okay, what are you doing here, Strummer or Stummer? So he goes on to say, uh, "There's three fellows that are down there. They claim that they're uh, running the old mill again as a mill, but he tried to do some business with them, uh, and their prices were too high. So he's going to keep going to the Bayport Mill. Uh, yeah. And he said, like, there's three guys and a kid, and they're they're a little standoffish, and they they don't seem to want business, and they claim that they're making some sort of breakfast food." That is secretive, and there's a patent for it, so they're trying to keep people away. Yeah. And I, I think you and I, and probably anyone older than my son, get that these are the counterfeiters. <laughs> I mean, there's yes. been, there's been yeah. nothing to that. I mean, 
Yeah, it's rough. Um, <laughs> Very rough. But uh, we come back to um, your point. He's like, well, well, drawled Stummer. They're, they're like, you know, uh, we'll all go down there. They have this little vote. And uh, Stummer drawls, well, chewing vigorously at the straw. Don't blame me if you get chased away from the mill. I've warned you. Yeah, that's the classic you're all doomed line in any horror film. Yeah, but then here's that paragraph. I'm on page 47. His eyes twinkled. His whole purpose in telling the lads of the mystery that surrounded the mill had been to send them in that direction, for he realized the attraction the place would have for the boys when they knew that the mill was running again. He was rather curious, too, about the three men who were in charge of that place, and he thought that perhaps the boys might pick up some information that he had been unable to get. I so, yeah, love that. Played these boys like a fiddle. Yeah, Stummer is just manipulating everybody in town, which I love. I can see him almost saying to the boys, like, oh, like, they're like, Stummer, how you doing today? He's like, oh, my ankles and feet are so swollen. I mean, you should see the blisters. I mean, you guys don't want to see them and massage my feet. These things are gross. <laughs> I have that that athletic foot going on. It is just, well, I, I, I'll take a look at your foot. I can look at your foot. I could definitely look at your foot. See, I like this bit, but it does make me like physically grossed out to imagine. <laughs> You've painted such a, a vivid picture of this yeah, man's feet. It's a very well. He has gross feet. I mean, a man who sags like that. Imagine what his feet look like. Yeah. If his mustache and face and pipe droop, what do you think his toes look like? Come on, let's be honest. <laughs> just spaghetti. It's yeah. just a shoe full of spaghetti. <laughs> this man, he, he can't even walk right. He is just always seated. They've never seen him walk because, yeah, his his toes are are so he moves around spaghettified. He moves around like Davy Jones <laughs> in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Yeah. What happened just is Summer got too close to from the waist down. <laughs> he for some reason he did a space adventure and he got too close to the event horizon. So he's just like he had his face in his hands and his feet stretched out to where now yeah he he's he spaghettified himself so yeah now he's just this droop of a person do you think spaghettified <laughs> is a verb spaghettification is a, an actual term it's a science that people study the spaghettification yeah. <laughs> um so they uh, they leave, and the chapter ends with them meeting up with Chet, who's like, oh, no, I'm so hurt. Oh, yeah. My feet hurt. And he's exaggerating <laughs> his limp uh, from having yeah. to go out in the thistles. Uh, and then they're like, where are you going? And they say, down to the old mill. Stummer tells us the place is running again. Hooray, shouted Chet. I'll race you. And forgetting all about his tender foot soles, he led the crowd in a mad race toward the main road. In my mind, when he says, hooray, and he starts running, that's when we cut to a close-up of his feet running against the ground. But they're just chewed through, so they're just bloody nubs. (laughs) (laughs) And we're we're watching in real time this spaghettification of Chet Morton's feet. Yeah, his poor little feet. That's how it happens. I imagine... It's like Kung Pao with the the guys like, don't do this or I'll cut off your big toe. <laughs> and then that, you, you see him me. watch it. Yeah. And then the squishy. The <laughs> Just that's shooting exactly. blood. Yeah. That's how I see this. Oh, Sean, you know what we didn't do? What didn't we do? Folks, we just read 
Chap. We're supposed to say it together. Oh, I don't think we do that. We didn't go through the uh, chapter six, the old mill. No, I do we not it, do that on this? I think in the comparisons, we just uh, we're sort of summarizing whole chapters. That uh, chapter was called the old mill. Yeah. All in right. the book, the secret of the old mill. The old mill. Yeah. <laughs> so now that brings us to chapter seven. Chapter seven. In the mill race. In the mill race. Which, uh, yeah, again, somehow they lined up mills to do a sack race. Amazing what they did with mills back then. Now, do you want to hit us up with the definition of the mill race? Uh, it's not a definition. And I have a feeling uh, a lot of people know what it is or can imagine. But it's essentially yeah. just the sort of guided water channel that goes to the wheel. And it's sort oh, okay. of where, where they divert a river a little bit to to go purposefully right into the right into the mill look and, at that uh, yeah so uh if you picture like any standard old english brick mill and how like it seems to be built right on the perfect edge of something that that something is the mill race gotcha so they Easy. design them in a way that water rushes a bit more through them uh, a yeah. little bit faster potentially than a deeper but slower river they make it shallower and faster to really push that that mill wheel. Um, Some smart puppies. So yes, this is chapter seven in the mill race, um, and this is in spite of a lot of changes. Like we're gonna find yeah. out the, that Ken Blake is Lester. Um, they've Elkton is gone. There, yeah, is, there is no, no Elkton. Elkton. Yeah, and. In the absence of Elkton, it's just counterfeiters in a mill. Yeah. Uh, there, there's no nuance. There's no Chet trying to get a job at Elkton. Uh, there's yeah. no... No letter deliveries. No. Um, and last night we were watching uh, West Wing. And As you do. The, yeah, almost every night. And yeah. there's there was a, a moment where Josh Lyman, uh, as played by Bradley Whitford... Uh, said I something love like Bradley Whitford. He's like, "Oh, or no, his assistant Donatella Moss, played by uh, Janelle Maloney, said, uh, <laughs> oh, what a Lulu this is.' Yes, and yes. I was like, "Yes, bring it back to your dad. Yeah, a little lunker. I've <laughs> a lunker, Lulu the lunker. Um, but there is no Lulu in this book either. Like that whole thing with Chet's dad taking yeah. the the." time away from his job all that is fabricated by the hardy tron 3000 that is fantastic but what we do maintain is uh lester or ken blake falling in the mill race and i will yes. say we're, we're getting to that that's what the in the mill race here is um but what is i remember we made fun of it it was like three paragraphs in the rewrite yeah of like he fell in, they took off all their the clothes. <laughs> yeah. They then got they, they got him out. The end. And this is stretched into three chapters of tension and action yes. and yeah. like almost saving him and then not saving him. Yeah. And that like there is good stuff here. Uh, it's it's a it's a pretty well written action sequence. Yeah. Cause you think like, oh, the boys are gonna get out of it, and they're like, oh wait, this just happened? 
Yeah. Which is great. And, like, and I'm about oh, that. They're almost out of it. And then now we choose to knock Lester's head against a rock <laughs> and knock him out. Which, by the way, I laughed so hard at one of these moments. Have you watched Patton Oswalt's new special? I didn't even know he had a new special. He does. It's on Netflix. Uh, I really like Patton Oswalt. Um, oh, he's the greatest. And and I, I liked his new special. But he was talking about in in a long bit about biblical times and 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 Jesus. He's yeah. explaining that in biblical times, like your barometer for what life is, similar to what I was saying about Stummer growing up at this time. Like, if you fell down in the street, your life is over and you know it. Like, someone's going to come hit you with a rock, take your things, and you're yeah. done. So you just know not to fall over because you'll be dead. <laughs> um, that's just how life is for these people. Everyone's a barbarian and that's what life is. Yeah. Uh, and that that concept of just that savage whatever, I'm shocked that when he gets knocked on the head and knocked unconscious, and again, well, that's even in the next chapter, but it struck me as like, how did they not just give up? Like, we can't take him, if he's bleeding internally, if, yeah. he is, if his brain is hemorrhaging, <laughs> it's not like, quick, let's get him to the brain surgeon. Like, they're going to put yeah. a leech on him and just wait. <laughs> like, this isn't... How, how, they don't, how, they how don't do they have that? a leech. They're going to tell, hey, Chet, just start... Start sucking out, like, from his ear or something. Find any orifices that's open and try and drain the blood out. Yeah, and, and to that end, how is Chet not dead? Like, you oh, step on yeah. the wrong thing barefoot, a little bit of thistle. That's an infection. That's gangrene, yeah. and that's the game. Yeah. Homeboy like doesn't gangrene. have any uh, hydrogen peroxide or any uh, isotopic rubbing alcohol to clean that wound. I guess you've got whiskey. Well, yeah, stummer, yeah, stummer could just stummer whiskey. whiskey and then maybe patch the wound with a plug <laughs> yeah. of tobacco. He takes out, yeah, I was going to say whatever dirty tobacco is in his <laughs> pipe, takes it out, puts just it in his mouth like it's chew, and then takes it out and sticks it in his wounds. Makes a suture <laughs> out of the straw <laughs> yeah. and then cauterizes the wound with the pipe. <laughs> Dad, that is nice. And, and I that's, like that And that's a the lot. town doctor, Carl Stummer. <laughs> Can you imagine his bedside manner? <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Am I going to be okay, Doc? Fair to Midland. Um, well, I want to blaze through this this quick interaction with the with the three guys. It's very blazable. And then we'll take a break and and talk about the mill race. Nice. Uh, so they sneak up on the mill um, on this deserted road, and they see there's two guys. Um, for a miller, there's mighty little flour on his hands, commented Frank. He looks more like an automobile automobile mechanic or a mm -hmm. counterfeiter. He doesn't say <laughs> counterfeiter. Yeah. Um, but so the, this, one of the men was about 50 years of age. He had a dirty graying beard and he wore specs. Um, the other man who looked older was similarly attired, but he was of a more ben benevolent appearance. He did not wear glasses um, and he had shaggy brows, which they refer to <laughs> several times. Um, I loved his shaggy brow. I imagine that uh, his face itches at one point, and he reaches up like this. And he's like, "What? what is this? And he lifts off, and he realizes it's two giant caterpillars that have just been resting <laughs> on his face for years. But it reveals these, like, perfectly done Groomed. eyebrows. He just looks underneath. like James yeah. Charles. Yeah. <laughs> he just got out of the... Uh, 
How can I not think of what they're called? The salons that do your eyebrows. Are they just called salons? I Eyebrow salons? I don't know. Yeah, whatever those are. He just got out of that. And they are fantastic. Um, well, they, the boys could not overhear what the pair was saying, but then they saw the boy, a fair, curly-headed youth of about 15, in ragged clothing. Uh, mm. And he says something to the older guy, and the older guy yells at him. Oh, and yeah, this is heartbreaking. Yeah, he gave the boy a cuff on the ear that almost staggered him. Yeah. I assume that a cuff on the ear is hitting him in some way. Oh, yeah, it's smacking him. They used to do that back in the day. They would just hit you right in the eardrum. I forgot there was a movie where that happened, and uh, they did it to a child. It was like, oh, it was. it's a wonderful life. Remember that? I've never Smacks seen it. Smacks him on the ear. You've never seen it? You've never I seen know. It's a Wonderful Life? That's on the list. Oh, that doesn't make any sense. How have you not seen It's a Wonderful Life? I've seen It's oh, a Fair and Midland so Life. I'm so mad at you. <laughs> that was my Jimmy Stewart. That's pretty that good. That was for Brett. Yeah, That's pretty I know. Good. Well, in the movie, uh, Jimmy Stewart, the young version of um, works at this like candy shop or something, and the old man that owns it... Uh, there's a situation where the wrong medicine is given to the wrong person. The person almost dies. So he smacks him in the ear and then his ear starts bleeding. It's really disturbing. It's, it's, it's a horrendous scene to watch. Uh, that's what it reminded me of. So yeah, he, he pops, he pops a young Lester in the ear and he says, be off with you. He ordered harshly, uh, go away and play. Don't be hanging around here while we're talking. <laughs> this, how he's 15. Do you tell a 15-year-old to go out and play? I feel like that's for, like, 10, right? You know, I, I had that exact thought. And yeah. then I, I put myself there of, like, if I was there, if I was Lester as a 35-year-old, and they were like, yeah. go play, I'd be like, okay. And I'd, like, go down to the mill race, <laughs> and I'd, like, put rocks in it, and I'd watch the— Start skipping. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I with would, you. Okay. I love water. I love streams and creeks and stuff like that. I would have yeah. an absolute blast going and playing down in the Willow River. Well, yeah. It's the best place to play. Catch some crawdads, cook them up. Yeah. Which, by the way, the Willow River, in the first book, um, yeah. navigable by boat. Yeah. And we got a lot of information about where it is north, south, east, west. Um, but the the Willow River in this book is a tumultuous, yeah, uh, aggressive river. Uh, one oh, that yeah. could kill you. And it, it might. I don't know. I haven't yeah. actually finished the the final chapter. I don't know if the boys make it out of this one alive. Yeah. So uh, the boy stood his ground. And uh, evidently repeated what he had said. And then the old man at once became furious. Go away and play, I tell you. I'll call you when I need you. And you be sure you come in a hurry when you hear me. Uh, and mm. then he reached behind him for a heavy cane that was leaning <laughs> beside the doorway. And he struck out viciously at the lad with it. But the boy dodged the blow and ran off toward the mill race. Um, what an awful guy. Yeah. This is a terrible man. What? What? Ugh. It just makes me sad. Yeah. It makes so, me sad uh, that, that the boys weren't woke enough to be like, hey, <laughs> we just saw this old man abuse a child. We're going to go report him to the authorities because we have the ear of the police. Um, yeah. But alas, well, will, that is not the world. No, I was going to say, time and place. Back in these days, you'd 
take a switch off of a tree and hit your kids with them. Yeah. And yeah, now so that... if I tried to hit Luca with, with a switch, it would be yeah. so small because it's just a light switch. Yeah. Or it's a, a Nintendo device. It'd be like a, yeah. Or like a Tic Tac. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a good attempt. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. So Leave we get a familiar. Yeah. I was going to say, we get a familiar uh, person here. Hit us. Uh, Leave him alone. Markle is waiting for us. Let's go inside. So we find out that the third man in uh, the house is Markle. Good old Markle. Yeah, come back a Markle. You know what? I just put together the other one. The other one's there, too. Oh, the guy who was the who. uh, It was Markle. What was his name? Uh, Victor Peters. Victor Peters, that's it. Thank you. Um, I don't know about him yet, but Docker was the other one. It's Docker and Markle. That's right. Yeah. And Docker and Markle. But in this one, we find out that the old man is Uncle Doc. Oh. And I was thrown nice. by it being D-O-C-K. Yeah. But that makes sense if it's Dockle. There it is. Okay. Anyways, so uh, so the Hardys watch this whole thing unfold. Uh, and then the guys go, the the older guys go into the mill, uh, apparently to meet up with Markle. Uh, and uh, the kid starts walking along the side of the old mill race. Um, and they decide to go up and talk to him and maybe talk to the, the guys running the mill, uh, use a story about Chet's dad and the, the yeah. Morton farm needing uh, some milling services uh, yeah. as, a, as a way to start a conversation. But... As they uh, are approaching the child, the boy turned and began to move toward Frank and Joe. He had gone only a few paces, however, when they saw him suddenly stumble. He had stepped upon a loose stone that had rolled from beneath his foot. He wavered uncertainly, striving to regain his balance. Then, with a shrill cry, he toppled over into the mill race and fell with a splash into the swiftly rushing torrent of water help nice he shouted in terror help (laughs) the end yeah cliffhanger i like him falling in this one way more yeah other than the other one we're like hey ken and he slips and falls yeah they ken was startled and was trying to run away from the boys this boy is more innocent it seems clearly not not in uh, in cahoots with these old buttholes. Yeah. He's just this young boy trying to play. He just doesn't know how. No one ever taught him how to play. So the boys are going to teach him. Oh, yeah, they are. It starts by jumping into a mill race, and then <laughs> the boy's going to be like, hey, how do you, how do you play? And they're going to be like, well, you tie your friend's clothes in really tight <laughs> knots. You throw their shoes next to a bowl. Uh, and yeah. then and then you wrestle in the dirt, then and this is fun. This is yeah. what we do for fun. We're happy. Yeah, here the you go like, get a rope. We tie a rock around it. Then we tie it around you, and we throw you in the river. Yeah, <laughs> games. It's yeah. a prank, bro. <laughs> what do you know about games, son? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Do, do do you have it, game? Oh, I like that. Yeah. Um, and with that, the boys took a break. 
And with that, the boys took a break. And we're back! I hope that this boy is alive when we get to comparison part five. And with that, the boys ended the episode.